and completely off. Yeah. Okay. the truth hey everybody what's going on what is happening this is thomas free me and the thomas free me tv and podcast show saturday night special how is everybody doing tonight i pray that everybody is is blessed everybody's comfortable everybody's having a good weekend um you had a good week and uh you know, like I say, you know, my message that we stay out of our emotions and we we don't fall subject to, to what's going on. We start getting back into our communities and start giving back, you know, and start helping out. Um, we need it. So that's that's the premise of my podcast. I have a great show for you tonight. I have a special guest, a very dear friend of mine who, uh, you know, we, we've done a little bit of time together and 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 got kind of close bonded inside or whatnot. And, and we had a, a mutual friend. And tonight's show is dedicated to this gentleman, uh, Freddie J. You know, Chainsaw Low is what we got to know him out here. But inside, we knew him as old Freddie J. And, uh, or just Low. Low was, um, he was paralyzed from the waist down. He, he uh, was, was out on the court one day. He grew up in, in South Florida. And um, was out on the basketball court one day. There was a drive-by shooting, and he just caught a stray bullet. And from that point on, he was uh, paralyzed from the waist down. But we'll get into all of that, who Lowe was. But more specifically, we're going to be talking about what I know that Lowe would want me to, to really um, bring a lot of attention to, and that is the medic medically frail in prison, the handicapped, um, those dependent on, on health care, things of that nature. So uh, with that, I'm going to switch over now and pray that all of this works through and bring on my good friend, Big Mike. What's going on, partner? Hey, man, ain't nothing, man. Just chilling, man. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on with you? Man, you know, it's, it's, uh, I just wanted to do this. It's, it's been on my mind for a minute. And, um, you know, Lowe's, Lowe's on my mind every day, I think about Lowe. Right. And, and I wanted to do a, a tribute, a shout out to him, uh, because he was a big influence on me, especially uh, refining me, you know, uh, getting ready to come home. You know, Lowe was a big right. part of, of uh, helping my process come home. And, uh, you know, I'll always be forever grateful for that. But let the people know who you are a little bit so we know who we're talking to. Well, uh, Big Mike from uh, from Miami, you know. I was born there, raised in South Carolina, went back to Miami, got in a little bit of trouble, you know, just like everybody else. That's where we came from, so, you know, and uh, ended up, met a lot of good people when I, when I got locked up. So, you know, Lowe, Tom, everybody, I mean, so... Hey, it was it's all good. It was all good. I mean, I let a, I met a lot of good people there, a lot of good people, and 
I can't say enough about that. I really can't. People, people like they they think different of people in prison, but nah, it ain't because we made we made some choices, and uh, and it wasn't the, it wasn't the right choices, and 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 we we got in a little bit of trouble. But I don't think it would, the people that I met I met was good people. They were really good people, man. We we just we 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 went the wrong direction, but we we were it was really good people. So I I can't trip off that. Yeah, so. you know, I mean, it's it's just it was an experience, you know. Like, yeah, it really was. And and it it was it was, you know, uh, it's nothing that I would give back. Like you say, yeah. I mean, I met a lot of good people, man, and and I grew in prison. I became a true man in yeah, prison for sure. You yeah. know what I mean. I, I became a true man. I went to prison thinking I was a man, but it 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 I came home a true man, you know. Yeah. And that's that's what led me into what I'm doing today. But how long did you do, Mike? I did 13 years. 13 years on a on a conspiracy yeah. is like me, right? Yeah. Did 13 years had a I had a 30-year bid. And so 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 it have, so it have it that I. Oh Lord, hold up, hold up for a minute. So it have it that you know things worked out that I didn't have to do it. You know, you know, we had a, uh, we had Obama to come in and, and and threw a lot of stuff in the crack law this and that and it was yeah so it worked out for me. Yeah, because I would have been still in right now. So, yeah, so God put me pretty good. Yeah, no question, no question. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Obama. Obama, um, with the two level reduction, you know, is is ultimately yeah. what what sent me home four years yeah. earlier. It sent a lot of people home, man. It was, mm. you know, those those last couple years in Miami was was um when when that came, it changed the ambiance, it changed the aura. At least in that prison, it did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was um, people could feel uh, a change. You uh-huh. know, I mean, I did 13 years and I knew like I, I remember when I first came in. Right. They were trying to pass parole in the federal system. I think that was oh five or oh six. Right. And and it made it pretty far. And just at the I think it was uh, I can't remember who it was, but he took it when it made it all the way to the Senate. Right, and passed the House, made it to the Senate, and then mm-hmm. what's his name for the Senate took it and put it back. He said he wasn't going to hear anything about no federal parole, right? right? And just killed everybody's hopes in that moment. So I was there for because I mean, like at Mariana, they were going around posting notifications from the court that they were hiring right. like nine hundred new probation officers, getting ready for parole. Like everybody thought that parole was coming back to the right, federal exactly. system. I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was, mm-hmm. yeah, because you were federal with me. We we were both in the right. feds, so it was. Yeah. But those last couple years, you know, when they came with the two levels and and then you know the crack law and things, it was, it eased a lot of uh, a lot of tension. Like it was, it was getting to the point to where it was going to get really, really bad. Oh, for sure. I mean, cause I, I mean, it was a point, man. I mean, I probably had done done about, I don't know, maybe about nine years or something, 
and I didn't see no hope in it. And I was like, man, you know, you, you, you start giving up hope with it, you know? And, but Hey, when that, when that came through, man, I, I mean, God, it helped a lot of people, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's how we all ended up into the low. Yeah. You know what I mean? Into the minimum security. We got into right. the low where we ended up running into each other. Um, at Miami FCI, and there is where, you know, we, we ran across low, which, which we were all in the same unit. You were there before I was. Right. And did, did you have interaction? Was you already messing with low beforehand? Was you and low already tight by that time, or, or did we all just kind of just come together? I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I know I, for some reason it happened. Yeah, and it's in, in, uh, and we 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 all got close together. You know, it was all cool. You know, well, Low yeah. was my Low was my smoking partner. Yeah, you know, we we would go to how how Low and I ran across each other is is um you know we buy little the, the little paper sacks, you mm-hmm. know, for the weed or whatnot, and and yeah. we would always be looking for places to blow. And then you know you, you were I don't always, even know how I got it. That's probably how I got this, got this to meet you, man. Because I really don't. I can't remember, man. I really can't remember. Well, yeah, you met me. We kind of started uh, coming together when you would come into the room. Like I would be over there hanging out. Oh, Low and I would be over there okay, smoked okay. out because. All right. Yeah. Low and I, Low and I was sitting in the cell, man. We would sit in the cell for hours, man, and just we would smoke, <laughs> we would blow, and just sit and we would philosophize on everything. Ah, okay. Remember that? Yeah, Remember how we would just sit that. in the cell, man, and we would just break things. I mean, we went through the Bible, word for word. We're breaking down sentences of what yeah. what they could mean, and and we knew that Mike was, you know, into into the Bible a little bit or religion or somewhat, and yeah. then Hope. Remember Hope. Yeah, I remember Hope. Remember Hope, we would we pull Hope into our conversations, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and we'd have big old arguments there in the dorm and such. And, yeah. But Lowe, yeah. I ended up having to, Lowe was in the cell with uh, several people. He had a couple roommates. Um, Prince yeah. was his roommate. Prince was one of them. When yeah. I met him, and Prince was there with him for the longest. Right. But, but um as with most handicapped people in prison, it's not their fault, but they are, they're hard people to sell with, especially when you're dealing with somebody who's in a wheelchair, who's, who's paralyzed. And not only that, but Lowe had a colostomy bag as well. You know? So um, that kind of wore on Prince. And then they kind of fell out there at the end because they were sellies for a while. You know what I mean? We used to kick it or whatnot. And then, I guess Prince just kind of, kind of grew tired or whatnot, and, and moved out, and kind of let. But he was Lowe's caretaker. He was the one that would push Lowe everywhere, made sure he got the medical. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then when that kind of, when that kind of, when that relationship dissolved, it kind of left Lowe out there by himself. He didn't really have that caretaker no more. Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of started pushing him, him, me, and um. And what was his Sully's name? That the young kid that went in there with him. Um, I don't think you were there then at that time, though, because mm-hmm. we had talked about this already. But so, but it was essentially it was I that was that was pushing Freddie J, you know, around making mm-hmm. sure he gets uh, meals and such. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you think, 
right? When when you're involved in something like that, how much um how how uncaring prison can be towards you know these medically frail people. Now at the institution, what institution did you start at? Coleman. You was at Coleman. Wasn't yeah, you was in a wheelchair Coleman. program? And I, I did. I, I, and I, funny you say that because see, I every every institution I went to, I pushed uh, somebody in the wheelchair. Every institution. And when I was in Coleman, I pushed somebody in the wheelchair. I took care of them. When I came to uh, Miami, I pushed low for a little while. When I went to uh, Butler, I pushed them for a little while. Every institution I went to, I don't know what it is, but I, I don't know if I felt sorry for people or whatever the case may be, but I felt, I just felt the need to help somebody. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not, not patting myself on the back or anything like that, but the thing was, it, it just happened like that. Every place I went to, I put somebody in a wheelchair every every place I went to. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of the point of, of tonight's you know talk. Yeah. You know, is is just kind of just because it's it's both of us who have this experience, mm-hmm. and it's it, it was very humbling because when when you think about it internally, like I know my time was hard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like my time was frigging hard. You know what I mean? And, and and here is somebody that's in a wheelchair, paralyzed from the waist down, doing the same time I'm doing. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's it, it was inspiring. You know, Freddie right. J was very, you know, inspirational for me. Yeah. But um, he was a good dude, man. Freddie J was a cool-ass dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And I hate speaking about him in, in, the, in the past tense like this. It really hurts my heart because... Mm-hmm. You know, Freddie J and I had a lot of plans coming home. And, like, what I'm doing right now, he was supposed to be, like, he was supposed to be on the screen with me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we had plans. Like, this stuff was planned coming home because he was going home. He had a five-year bid. What ended up happening, like any other person, you know, in in the hood, you know, coming out of the projects, trying to survive, right? He wasn't a dope dealer until he got shot. And then once he had got shot, right, he had to survive. Everything changed. So he had to survive. He had to be, you know, he had to to push his little dope out on the corner and he's in a wheelchair. So what does that, what does that mean? The man has to carry a pistol with him or he will never eat because people just push over his wheelchair, steal his dope, steal his money and be done with it. So all of that goes hand in hand. But ultimately he ended up getting caught with a little bit of crack. They did find a pistol with him. This was his first offense, and um, they gave him five years in prison as as a paralyzed person. So that right. that was what he was in prison for. And all of us were kind of going home around the same time. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're just like, man, listen, man, you go home when, man, I go home right after this here. And this is I'm gonna get this nonprofit going. I'm gonna get this podcast thing going. You know, but I just didn't get it up in time. You know. But you were closer to Freddie outside because you were down south. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. you were closer to him outside on what he was really going through out here as a returning yeah, well, citizen. Right. So when I when 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 he got out and I got out and stuff, I I actually went to talk to him, and for, I actually went to talk to him when he was staying with his. I think it was his. I don't know with his sister or somebody, but anyway. 
And yeah, it was, his, it was his that. sister. He was staying with his cousin for a little bit, and yeah. then he went to his sister's house. Yeah. And then I, got, I remember he was trying to get to Naples or Fort Myers or something like that. Right, and then he got sick, and then then I seen him a couple of times in the hospital, you know. But you know, we stayed in contact. I try to stay in contact with him because you know we all going through everything. So, you know, I was going through my thing, so I'm trying to hang out, trying to hang out with him and trying to you know do my thing at the same time. So, but yeah, I stayed in contact with him now. For sure, cause that was my boy, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, it, and and the sad thing of it was, was you know, as much as I tried to keep in contact with him, he wouldn't let me come see him. Cause I told him I wanted to come down and see him, and he's like, "Man, I don't want you to come see me like this." You know what I mean? I don't want you to come see me like this, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not in. I'm not right. I want to get right before you come down. And he would never let me come see him. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? And then. That. And then towards the end, right, towards the end, it's like he just kind of cut ties with me, almost kind of like he knew. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. I never even got to see my dog since, you know, since mm. I've been out. I don't know why that was, man, because I've seen him. I had another friend right up here when I told you like I was at Butler. And, uh, and he's the same thing. Same thing with him. He was in the wheelchair. I, I've been out. I've been seeing him. I've been talking to him. Uh, he's still hanging in there. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. But I've been trying to keep in touch with everybody I was, I was pushing, everybody I was trying to help out there. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what we do. You know, it's, 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 it's because... It's, it's, it's like you say, you pushing the wheelchair in the prison. You don't know why you just did it because that's yeah. your character. That's who you are. And, and that's mm. why you trying to maintain contact with people. That's, that's mm. just who you are. When you know that you got, listen, man, what, what, what we've been through, when you find good people, loyal mm. people that don't mm. lie, you know what I mean? And, and is, mm. is straight up like you do everything you can do to try to hold on to that person. Right. You know what I mean? Because that, yeah. that that shit is rare. Yeah, it's very rare. You know, it's very rare. rare. Yeah. It's you rare. Know, people, you know, yeah. yeah, people are only there for you. Like, people will only be there for you or help you at their convenience. Mm-hmm. As long as it's convenient for them. Right. But if it's not convenient for them, man, these people that you thought were your friends, man, these people come up with every excuse in the book as to why in they the can't give you a hand. Exactly. Exactly. But when you run across somebody that you know, like, has been proven, you know, when yeah. you ask some man, no, hey, no question, let's go do it. You know, or, yeah. hey, man, no question, I got you. Just give me back yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know, this is, these are rare people. Yeah. You know, they yeah. just do it from the heart, and they're not looking for nothing in return. You yeah. Know? Yeah, because we do what we're going to say. We're we going to do what we, whatever we say we're going to do, we're going to do it. And that's just it. And that's all I ask for anybody else, you know. If you tell me you're going to do something, just do it. Well, that's what I always loved about you, man. That's why I always kept in contact with you because you were just always Mike and and nothing more. You know what I mean? I ain't got nothing else to give, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> These people done took it from us, man. It took everything, man. <laughs> so how you doing coming home being a returning citizen? No, I'm cool, man. I mean, I mean, I could have did a lot of other things. I, I could have did, man, but I'm, I'm, I'm all right right now, you know? I'm working, I'm doing what I want to do as uh, far as my family, you know, I'm I just, you know, try to look out for them the best I can. It ain't all about me no more. I'm of age right now, so I don't, I don't look at things for looking at things for me. I'm looking at things for my grandkids, anybody else, you know, but not me because my days are short, mm. you know. And I tell people that people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth, you know what I'm saying. So whatever I do. I'm doing it for them, you know, and I hope they understand what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, it ain't about me no more. Mm-hmm. At one time it was, I thought it was, you know. I was out there doing my thing, but nah, it, it ain't about me. No. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's it, man. It's 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 realizing that you know. Oh Lord, what happened? What happened, man? Let's see if he calls back. We got disconnected. Here he goes. Yo. Mike. Mike. Mike is not a very tech-savvy person. Most of these guys coming out, man, they, they, they don't. They're not. It took, it took a lot. And I think the reason why I caught on so quick is because I had, like, I used to mess with computers before I went in. I mean, I went in before MySpace came out. Mike, where you at, Mike? Let me try to call you back. I went in before MySpace came out. And, um... So I had no, no internet knowledge, no social media knowledge, but sitting in prison watching what was going on inside of prison gave me that knowledge. You know what I mean? Um, somewhat. It, it, it hit me to the game. So when I came out, I, I knew not to make a lot of the mistakes that people were making all the years prior. I don't know what happened to Mike. I lost Mike. But let's see if Mike calls back. But um, as promised, I'm, I'm gonna try to keep you know these shows within a half hour or such. Uh, but that's the main thing, man. That's that's the main thing. I wanted to to pay tribute to. Let me go back to to my uh, and then if Mike calls back in, we'll bring him back in. But um, I wanted to pay tribute to to my friend. Um, again. You know, I meant everything that I said in the show about the inspiration, the help. And, and sometimes in life, we just have to understand that, that people come and people go, you know. One thing that prison taught me is, is um, to understand that, right? Because we go through so much trauma inside, you know, we'll get, 
we'll get celly after celly after celly. And, and mind you, you may be in the cell with this person for two or three years, five years, sometimes 10 years or more, you know. And all of a sudden, you come back to your cell and that person is not there anymore. You know, it's just as if this person that got went out to the store and got got killed in a drive-by. It's the same, it's the same principle, right? It's the same emotions. You know, this, this person that you've been into in this, in this intimate surrounding with, right? A bathroom, you've been living in a bathroom with this person for years. You know every detail about this person. And then he's gone and you never hear, never see. You don't know whether they're dead, alive. You don't know anything. And then before you can even process that, you got a new guy coming in and you got to start processing that of who this person is, you know, because again, it's all about survival in, inside and, and you don't know if this person is a, is a pedophile moving into your cell. You, you just have to go through that whole process all over again, you know, and, and that just, it's just a, a reoccurring thing. So maybe that, that desensitizes us you know, when it comes to, to death and, and such, because there's just been so much experience in, in, in those emotions, you know, dealing with the the, the, the the departing. But it um it's hard. You know, it's it's hard. And and even to this day I think about uh People that I've met inside, you know, how they're doing, how their life is going. I wish them well. These like, like you heard Big Mike say, like, these are good human beings, man, who just got caught up in a manipulative system, you know, just got caught up in a manipulative system or was in a manipulative system their whole life, you know, spawning from, from childhood, you know, and, and just made some egregious mistakes, some bad decisions, you know, but the doesn't take away the fact that they're they're bad people. You know, they're good people. This is why I do what I do to try to bring light that we have almost 3 million people incarcerated. And are we saying that we have 3 million, 3 million people who are just evil that cannot be part of society in any kind of fashion that we have to have these people incarcerated? Um... Big Mike just said, call him back. Let me call him back so uh, he can give a proper goodbye. And then, um, and then we'll get out of here and let you guys get on your Saturday night. I appreciate you uh, spending your time with me. Miss Tasha, thank you for, for joining in. I pray that this audience will grow. I'm sure that it will, as everything else has been. I mean, Mike, you tell me to call you back, Mike, and then you don't even answer the phone. Mike isn't online. Tell him again, smiley face. All right, anyhow, that's enough of that. We'll have Mike on periodically from time to time. So don't even sweat that. Um, again, make sure, please, to visit uh, www.cominghomecoalition.com. 
see everything that we got going on here in the Tampa Bay area. That's that's the charity. Um, uh, you can go to the events tab, see what we're trying to to get accomplished here within the next month or so. So please keep your donations coming. Please keep your your uh, your items, whatever you want to call them, coming if that's what you choose or how you choose to donate. But please keep them coming so we can get this thing off and popping, get our first fundraiser going, and um, I will live stream that so pe the people can see where their money goes. That's what's important to me. Again, I'm here for the people. That's how I'm advertising myself. That's how I'm marketing myself. But most importantly, that's how I'm living my life is for the people. So I want the people to see that I'm that medium for them. You know, so if you want to help the homeless, you want to help the addict, you know, the addiction in any kind of way, know that that's what I'm out here doing. And you can stand behind me and support me by going to www.cominghomecoalition.com. Um, check out the sponsors that I have there in the bottom. And if you see any of those, you can just click on the link. It'll take you right there. The ThomasFreeMeShow.com, you can check me out there. That's my page. That's still a work in progress. Other than that, as I said, I'm going to keep continuing to go live Tuesdays and Saturday nights. I've defined that Tuesday is going to be my information night, most, most importantly. Um, so I'll be sharing a lot of news, information, things of that nature. Uh, people want to give shout outs, anything of that. So that's a work in progress as well. So, uh, But I will be going live Tuesdays at 8. And then Saturdays is really just kind of just kick back and chill, you know. If you want to come on the show and you want to talk about something, um, you can find me on Skype, download Skype, Thomas Free Me, search Thomas Free Me, and send me a message. Let me know what you want to talk about, and we'll we'll bring you on and kick it. We can talk about whatever, man, you know, as long as we keep it respectful, we keep it legit. And we keep it about we the people. We keep it about, you know, what's going on in America. You know, but that avenue is open. So other than that, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. It's been real fun. Tonight has been a blast going back. Man, I miss my friend. I do. I really miss my friend. I wish I had somebody that I could just sit back and reminisce with and, and talk. Like how me and this man talk, you know, but, but, um, like I say, sometimes people just come into our lives for short, short times, you know, so it's, it's, um, just appreciating that short time that we had with that human being and trying to learn as much as we can, you know, from that human being, no matter who that human being is, we can learn from anybody. So, um, Mr. Freddie J, you taught me a lot, brother, and you really, really helped me define the person that I've I've really grown to love. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming into my life, and I hope that your smooth sailing partner salute to you. The rest of my family, I'll catch you on Tuesday night, or I'll catch you on Facebook. Either way, be good, man. Start being kind to people. No matter how they treat you, be kind to them. Just be a kind person and know that that is what humanity needs. This is what we need. Don't do it for return. Do it because you're just a kind person and, and you just love being kind. And, and that's what we need. So until Tuesday, till Saturday night.
today's Saturday. Tuesday night, man. I'll catch up with y'all. Thomas Freeman, man. I'm out. One love.